Well, Greg, I have canceled Apple Fitness Plus. In fact, it was like two months ago because it was when we first put this document together, which was actually maybe more than two months ago. Yeah. So I haven't had Apple <laughs> Fitness Plus for a long time. Yep. What, what ended up happening with you? Did you cancel it? I forget. Yeah, we canceled it too. So I had it. I did a free trial, and then I think I kept it for an additional month after that, and then ended up canceling. Uh, and I don't really miss it too much. I mean, it would be nice to have around, but it's not it's just not worth the cost to me. Yeah, that's how I feel. It would be nice to have around. There was a time the other day when I thought, ah, like I, I would like a home workout for this, but not that helpful. Especially, I think, if you have other things, like I would like to lift and then also would like to run. I like signed up for a 5K, and yeah. there's just not that much room for random workouts in your house at that point. Right, right. Yeah, I get that too. Like we set up, we moved apartments and then we set up like a, a better uh, workout area where our dumbbell oh, yeah. weights are and like a bench and stuff. So I can just pop in there and like do my workout. Yeah. Um, just like following like, you know, something simple uh, from like a notes or something. So it doesn't, I don't even, I don't have to complicate it as much. Yes. And then I've also been... Um, doing a lot more bike riding so oh, nice. between between those two things like oh we have that as a show item okay yeah we'll come back yep, yep. okay well I, I do on the other hand still have apple tv plus uh, i'm about to cancel but i did have to pay for more for a long time i was riding on free apple tv plus from just purchasing various apple devices for over mm -hmm. a year mm -hmm. um but i have to i have to pay now for two months while ted lasso finishes up yeah i made the mistake of watching as soon as season two started or like within a few weeks of season two starting, but I didn't know how many episodes there were. I thought I could time it so that I would end and like catch up in time for the last episode. But instead now I'm just waiting week by week. Yeah. Uh, so here I am. It's tough though. You, you watched the season one, right? That's yeah. We binged it. And so we don't have Apple Binging. TV. We, our trial expired. So we didn't sign up and we're waiting for Ted Lasso to, be fully released and then we will join and yeah. binge it all and then cancel probably as so long as there isn't another show that we want to watch i doubt there will be yeah <laughs> although actually you know i say that but um i watched mythic quest have you yeah. heard of that mm -hmm. it reminds me of silicon valley from the trailer oh so you've seen it i haven't seen it i've seen the oh. trailers it is, yeah people do compare it to silicon valley and it is reminiscent but it also I don't know. Yeah, Silicon Valley is probably the best comp, but it's it's a bit different. Um, I really liked it, though. And the best thing about it is, yeah, it's just two seasons and then it's over. And there's mm. no more. Mm. And it's so nice to have a show like that where you're like, I just have 20 episodes and then I'm done. Right. Released from my obligation. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I kind of waffle back and forth, I guess. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to watch that at some point. Like, when we get the... When we resubscribe, like, I will yeah. pick out the shows. Like, we watch the morning show so there's going to be a season two of that at some point and then there's that show and there might be a few others and it's just like i'll keep the subscription as long as it takes me to get through all that mm -hmm. um and what i was trying to say with the waffling is like uh i agree it's nice to have short shows sometimes that are like just punch here like get to the yeah. point and you get to experience it all in a shorter period of time but uh there's also something nice about having those like long-term shows that are kind of like something you can rely on i suppose or like a more consistent that's so, true we just started watching scrubs in our house and i'm really enjoying it and there's eight seasons of that and they're like 25 episodes a season so it's like yeah. huge you know like it's uh uh a bigger undertaking but it's 
since I'm enjoying it a lot, I'm like looking forward to it. It's like, oh, for the next few months, like this is what I'll yeah throw on the well, TV. Comfort shows, right? Yeah, it's like The Office. Some people have Scrubs and Parks and Rec and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like a whole different niche. I, I like the idea of feeling like there's a show where I can say that I've watched it and I like got something out of it. Now I know what it is, but I don't feel any need to come back to it. Like Mythic yep. Quest was not good enough for me to be sad it was over, mm-hmm. but it was good enough that I was glad that I watched it. Which yes, was good. I get exactly what you're saying for sure. Yeah. So Apple TV Plus for two more months. Cool. Uh, you have some updates on Huel. Oh yeah. So I think, I think I might've mentioned this to you uh, outside the podcast, but um my my love for Huel has been Im- been improved by the addition of having a blender. Oh my so, God. <laughs> so I bought a Ninja Blender. So it's like a I don't know what you would call it, a bullet blender. I think yeah. people talk refer to them as. So you can just like fill the cup up with the Huel and any other additives you want, and then like blend it, and it mixes so much better. So it's like, seriously, I can't go back. Like, I don't even want the heel cup anymore. It's like, I will only use my my blender to prepare my heels uh, from this point forward because <laughs> it's just so much better. So much better. That's interesting. I, I do see the appeal. And at the same time, though, like, how would you get the textural variety? Like, I, I miss <laughs> or I would miss the lumps. No. You need to have some lumpiness in there. I do not miss the lumps at all. <laughs> that was always my least favorite part, especially you get to the end of it and it's like, there'd be some big clump and you're like, how did that, how did oh, I miss that? that? Right, that it's like, happen. I shook this thing for two minutes and it's like, how did this The shaker clump? bottle doesn't work. I it don't understand. It's a spoon works, but a shaker bottle does not. Spoon no. does not give you the big clumps. Yeah. That's pretty much my method. The blender is fantastic though. Cause it's not like I'm making a smoothie that I need to like blend it a ton. It's like just a yeah, few pulses true. on the, on the blender and it's like done. It's perfect. No more, that's like, no more yeah. lumps. Well, that is good. Exactly. So highly recommend if you're a Huel consumer, Think about getting a blender because it's much better. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I actually have a shipping shipment coming. Uh should get delivered like next week. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, I think I don't know if I told you this, but I uh I ordered two vanilla regular heels mm-hmm. and then a salted caramel black and chocolate black. Yep. Okay. And they came and I opened one of the vanilla ones and tried it with unsweetened soy milk. And I was like, man, this is not good. I need to go back to the sweetened soy milk. So then I went back to the sweetened soy milk and it's still terrible. And I realized what they've shipped me is definitely unflavored Huel. Unflavored oh, regular no. Huel in a vanilla Huel bag. So then I went to the other one and the same thing is true. So now I'm slowly working my way through it by mixing it in with the Huel black that does have flavor. Mm-hmm. And it just like incrementally getting past it but i'm i'm very excited to finish this shipment so i can get back to huel that actually has some flavor because right now it is pretty rough did you reach out to huel and let them know no i was just too lazy i definitely should have i just never did yeah, <laughs> yeah now, you got now it's worried. too late i'm like more than halfway through both the bags i don't know why i opened both well i guess i wanted to you wanted to one. see right yeah yeah so i mean hopefully that doesn't happen to me uh <laughs> no i i hope that's a one-off but if it happened to you i would definitely reach out immediately because it is a long slog getting through the unflavored yeah. I'm not I'm not up for that. Like I really like I like my vanilla. And I'm so I'm like totally now in a rhythm where every, nearly every day I'm having at least a heel. Yeah. One heel. So uh I'm going through the the bags a lot more. And so if they like send me the wrong flavor, it's gonna really mess up my rhythm. Yeah. I can't I can't have that. 
<laughs> yep. No, I understand. Yeah, it is. It is pretty much always my first meal of the day, even on weekends, which is nice. Because mm. I don't know. I wake up and I'm so lazy. I make Huel and coffee all at once, and then I just sit down and enjoy both. Yep. Yep. No, I get it. And once you're like, if you can, if you find Huel and enjoyable and you can set a rhythm it's pretty easy just to stay in that rhythm because it's so convenient right that obviously where this is the whole appeal of it but it's just so easy uh it's great yeah that is true (laughs) cool uh well continuing on that a little bit um i'll give a brief update on my theme which was physical health so started off as like health in general and then i pared that down to physical health and it's going well. Um, I've hit a really great rhythm the past few months. Uh, like I said, I'm out biking more, uh, taking walks, just uh, doing well with my diet. So I think I actually, yeah, I'm currently in like a move streak. So like every day oh, my watch is that. telling me, yeah. yeah, like this is the longest streak. And now I'm like, it's it's really hooked in my brain where I was like, I don't want to mess that. it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hit, so it's going yeah. well. That's great. I yeah, last night I spent about thirty-five minutes pacing my apartment while reading a book, trying to hit my calorie goal because mm-hmm. I was like kind of close, but it takes a long time of just walking in circles around your apartment. But yes, I was it determined. Does. <laughs> but it is great. It is great to have that thing where it's like, no, nah, that'll just force me to do a little bit more. Yes, yes. So, uh, got to keep the streak alive. I'll do my best. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. So themes going nice. well. I plan to stay committed to it through the new year i'd expect yeah um because you know with physical health at least for me like sometimes it takes a little while to get into a groove you know like the first half of the year because i'd been focusing on this for a while now um i had like ups and downs it wasn't like you know it wasn't always going well but now like i said i've had a few months now where it's like going really well so i just want to keep that going for uh, as long as i can and so I'm not even considering switching or changing. Yeah, that's great. I guess I owe an update on my theme. I don't, I have, it's it's a lot like the first half of the year, honestly. I have not been paying a lot of attention to the theme and it has gone pretty well. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I suppose I, well, I've been really, really, really bad about weekly reviews. I haven't done one in like a month there. I've given up. Now. I don't do really? it. Really? I'm done. Nah, they just don't provide I, enough value for me. I feel like that, I feel the same way, but it, it could be worthwhile if I were to just shorten the amount of effort you know, or limit the amount of effort needed. If it were just like a 10 minute thing, it wouldn't be so bad. But when it takes like an hour, it feels like too much. Yes. But um, yeah, on a theme, I don't know. I'm trying to think like some tangible things. I feel like um, just my attitude toward life has been a little more uh, focused on where I'm headed, which is useful in the in the year of growing up. And I think I didn't even pitch that that was going to be my second half theme because we haven't had an episode in a while. But that is the idea, the year of growing up. Um, And that, and I should have prepared more for this, I guess. I feel like a lot of the little stuff is in the right place, but like I said, I have not given it a lot of focus. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Maybe part of actually growing up is focusing more on growing up. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, don't feel pressure to, you know, discuss it at length. You know, you can take some time to reflect. Yeah, I probably do need some more time to think it over. But yeah, yeah, a little more. I also think I am starting to see the return of my social habits and um, energy levels to where they were 
before quarantine, mm-hmm. which is helpful. Like, I feel like I have more time for personal projects and I'm interested in seeing people, but not all the time, which for a while it was like, well, now that I have the ability to go, go to bars with people or like do game nights and stuff all the time, I want to do that all the time. And now yeah. it's starting to scale back, which is nice. I'm returning to some pre-pandemic social levels. Mm-hmm. So overall, very good, I would say. It's left me with a lot of work on personal projects and reading in the last few weeks, which I mentioned before we started. I actually think maybe I've been too productive the last few weeks and I need to play some video games and chill so I don't I don't crash and burn, which is what usually happens mm-hmm. in situations like this. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely take the long weekend to just hang out and relax yeah. and enjoy some video games. I've, I've been in a same, similar place. Uh, not so much with the personal projects, but just focusing on other stuff. And I haven't played games in months at this point. And part of it yeah. too is like, there hasn't been anything that's been, that's come out recently that's really hooked me or like got me interested. So I agree. Yeah. I still have Hitman on the list. I think that would be a fun one. <laughs> Although I am playing, I am playing this game for like 10 year olds. <laughs> with somebody so we talked about couch co-ops a long time ago mm-hmm. um and i was looking for some good ones and there's this game called snipper clips on the switch which is <laughs> it's like you and a partner are characters who are sort of like made of paper and you can snip each other and change shape and rotate and you use it to solve puzzles and it's actually very fun <laughs> so i've started that that's like the one game i've been playing I gotta look this up. Oh, okay. I think I've seen. It's rated this as like one of the best couch co-op games on the Switch. Actually, I might, I might have to get this, and then uh, maybe Mary and I will play. Yeah, it's it's really fun, especially if the person you're playing with doesn't play video games. It doesn't rely on any of the same heuristics. Like if you threw them into Zelda, they would have a hard time getting clues and stuff. But here, mm. it's not like anything else. You just pick it up and go. This price tag kind of hurts, though. It's what thir- is it? I forget. It's Thirty dollars. You might have got. It does it on seem sale. too much for that game. Oof. Yeah. Maybe I save it and then see, because, you know, some of these get put on sale and stuff, so. Yeah, it's not a Nintendo game, so it might actually drop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nintendo games, you might as well just buy it immediately, because it's not, that price is never going to change. All right, I'm going to look this uh, up. Yeah, that's that's worth looking at. Okay, so any other follow-up? I think we're good. Nope. Yeah, all good. Well, where should we begin, Greg? Why don't you talk about your bike? I feel like yeah. we've been leading up to this for a while. Yeah, it's been a huge lead up. So I think the when we tried to record last, I was telling you about how I yeah. was maybe going to get a bike. So maybe I can just quickly summarize how I, how I got it and then get into talking about it a little more. So uh, it was just like a random weekend where we didn't have much going on, Mary and I. We were... And, uh, I just suggested, hey, let's like pop into the local bike shop and just see what's up. Like they're not going to have any bikes in stock because nobody has anything in stock anymore. And but that's okay. Like we'll just see like what's there and what it's like. And uh, it'll be just a fun way to like, you know, kill an hour. So uh, we live real close to a bike shop and that's where we went. And uh, so we walked in and as I suspected, like their section where all the bikes were was like really a bear like there just wasn't much uh over there um but we were approached by a nice salesperson and they said hey like what can we help you with he said oh we're just here to like you know look around um we're in the market for um, some mountain bikes uh do you guys have any and they she she says um you know actually we do i said what she said we have a shipment of eight bikes that we ordered a year ago that's set to deliver 
in a couple weeks. And the way that it was in their inventory system, they had not been uh, they had not been um, uh, purchased yet. Nobody had like put a pre-order on them. It was just like an order they put submitted to the manufacturer, and the manufacturer was so vague on when they would deliver, they didn't <laughs> they didn't yeah. uh, they didn't pre-order them or sell, uh, sell them out. So it was just like pure luck, right? Like just on a random day, we decided to walk yeah, in, and, and we and uh, turns out they had some bikes available. So we placed an order for the for two of them. And a few weeks later, they actually delivered, which I didn't believe was going to happen either. Yeah. I was, like, <laughs> uh, but they did. So a few weeks after that, they uh, got the bikes and they assembled them for us, and then we picked them up. So we were able to get two uh, Trek Marlin Sevens. That's the type of bike. Tre- Trek's the manufacturer. Marlin Sevens the model. And uh, since then, I've been riding a whole bunch, um, both on paved like asphalt and. Um, the mountain bike trails uh, as a part of the Toledo Metro Parks. And it's been a ton of fun. I've been really, really enjoying it. Uh, the mountain biking is a little more intense than, like I knew it would be, but it's also, it's just scarier when you're actually doing it. And it's funny yeah. that I say that because the mountain bike trails that they've put together for the park are excellent, uh, but they are not intense. Like this is like a beginner level course for the <laughs> most part. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this isn't Colorado like in the Rocky mountains or something. This is, this is flat farmland that they've like repurposed in some really ingenious ways to turn it into a mountain bike yeah. trail. Um, but anyways, it's been a great experience. It's been a, it's been a fun hobby. It's been something I was thinking about doing for like over a year. So for it to actually, uh, come together, yeah, finally pan out. Yeah. That's yeah, great. It's been really cool. Nice. So, um, you said this is a like flat farmland repurposed. So how big is the, the area and how did they repurpose it? Did they just build hills? Yeah. So I guess like my description isn't completely accurate. This is like the trails are built into, um, a forest preserve. Oh. Okay. But if you were to clear this forest, you could farm the land, I suspect, because a bunch of Northern Northeast Ohio and into Southern Michigan is very flat and it's already, it's used as farmland. So like when you're driving out to get to the trail, like you'll pass farms and uh, they're not like insignificant farms either, at least for me, because, uh, yeah, they're quite large. Um, but it's a preserve. And so the land is naturally pretty flat. But the spot that they picked out, they found some really great ways to um, build out the trails where they make the most of the inclines and declines that do naturally exist. And then they've... Um, built up areas to create obstacles or um, features or um, uh, amplify the natural terrain that is there and make it um, make it even better so it's 12 miles of trails that were built out over a few years um, as a part of one of the parks and it's uh has a lot of different like I'm not sure how familiar you are with mountain biking, but there are these like, okay. Um, I'm new to it too. So there's like a lot of, um, man-made features in this trail, like, uh, wooden bridges or teeter totters or rock gardens that have been manually put there. Like they collected rocks from all over and then like on a decline, they said, what is a teeter totter? So it's like a teeter totter bridge. So there'll be like a, uh, a gap and to get across you start you go on to this 
teeter-totter, and as you get halfway across, it drops down, and then you go across the other How side. How do you get back? Uh, it w- They have, uh, like, a two... Well, some of the trails are one-way, and if it's a two-way, they'll have it so that you could go both ways. One-way trails. Wow, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's called single track, so it's meant to be, like, one direction for the most part. There are a couple spots on the trails that are two-way, but for the most part, it's, you're supposed to ride it one direction. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Oh, this is a... There's just more to this than I would have imagined. I sort of imagined just a bunch of hills, and there's some trees. <laughs> I think maybe some mountain bike trails are like that, but this one has, like, a lot of features in it. Like, uh, And the nice thing that they've done is that they're all optional, so you can always avoid yeah. going across oh. the feature if you want to. For the most part, there are a couple spots where you can't, but by and large, you can, which is good because if you're new, you may not feel comfortable going across... T- a feature yeah uh so it's nice to have the option nice so have you seen all 12 miles 12 miles on a bike is not a lot yeah i have not quite seen all 12 well that may not be entirely true i think i might have seen all 12 but i've never done all 12 consecutively i'm actually uh thinking or contemplating if i'll try this weekend so i'm planning a couple rides over this weekend and so I'm thinking I might feel ready to like do all 12 consecutively at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. If you swing by Toledo and you have a couple hours, like we might check it out. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, It's intense though. I guess that's, (laughs) that's the thing I would say is like, this isn't like a normal bike ride. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and like once you start, you can't stop. It's like, there's no going back. Like you start the loop, you got to finish the loop to get Uh, back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that sounds really cool actually that does sound fun yeah especially living in a city where everything is flat Mm -hmm. yeah extreme extreme features here are the traffic (laughs) oh you don't have to tell me i'll never forget (laughs) i'll never forget (laughs) you know i told some people from chicago that i made a visit and then we rode like i rode a bike on the streets and they looked at me like i was a crazy person (laughs) they're like why would you do that why would you ride your bike and i'm like i don't i wanted the chicago experience and they were like that's not the chicago experience that's so funny it's so divisive some people are like well of course that's the chicago experience like you went somewhere on a vehicle other than a bike even though it was like negative 30 and then other people are like i would never get on a bike in a million years yes and that's exactly the reaction i got from these people which was really funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah well, I, I have some bike updates as well, if you're finished with yours. Yeah, I think I'm done. <laughs> so I uh, I was uh, depossessed of a bike. Dispossessed? Dispossessed of a bike? <laughs> a couple months ago. Um, so I, let's see. I left one morning uh, to go drive somewhere very early, like 6.30 or something. And I came back by 7. I was gone very briefly out of my garage and must have left the garage door open in that time. Uh, I came back and the door was closed, but my neighbor has said he had shut it. So I must have left it open oh. when I left at 6.30. And when I came back, my bike was gone. And wow. uh, Yeah, so it, it doesn't take a lot of time. So the bike disappeared. It wasn't locked. It was in my garage. I figured it was fine, but turns out it is not. So then I had, I had a couple weeks without a bike, and I was like, man, I am in trouble because bikes are so hard to come by, and my life revolves around having a bike. Like, maybe I'm just going to have to pay a lot for a used one that isn't even that nice, whatever it takes. Um, and then I just dropped by the bike shop by me, and I, the guy was like, well, what are you looking for? They had a bunch of new bikes, actually. 
And so I was like, it's just weird. Like maybe the new bikes are really expensive or something. I was just surprised how much they had. And I was like, well, actually, I expect my bike to get stolen. That seems to be what happens. So whatever is <laughs> cheap. And he was like, well, we have two used bikes and one is a child. So that leaves you with just this one. And I bought that bike immediately. <laughs> so now I have a new bike. It's a little rusty, but by and large, it's fine. And the rust is in some way a feature uh, because it's uh, less appealing to steal. Mm. Uh, and three days into it, I broke one of the pedals. So then oh. I paid another $20 to have the pedals fixed. But right. uh, now now it's a bike that seems to work. And I don't know. It's just, you know, that's the life we have now, disposable bikes. There you go. Man, that's a real shame, though, that you lost your bike in that way. That really sucks. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad you were able to find a replacement. I don't know. I don't know, though, about your, about your approach, I guess. Yeah, why? Well, I don't mind you buying a cheap bike. Uh, when you're in a pinch and just saying like, you know, I don't care as much what happens to this if I were to get, if it were to get stolen, but you started with, you led with the statement that your life revolves around having a bike. (laughs) Yeah. So to me, that would indicate you should like invest in the bike. Like you should have a nice bike that you really like riding and and meets all your needs. I would say this bike mostly meets my needs, but also it's just the the chance of of being stolen at any point is so high and it is made higher by having a nice bike that mm. i think i would use it less if it were nicer if right. that makes any sense no that does so it does mean that it slows me down when i get places cuz it's it's not really a road bike but i think that it allows me to go places on the bike that i wouldn't otherwise cuz i can actually leave it and now i have two u locks instead of just one mm. so now i'm i'm a little more prepared but it is a huge pain i have to say like in college this was just the cost of doing business your bike gets stolen sometimes but it is pretty absurd that like living in a city as an adult, your bike gets stolen anytime you leave it anywhere, even if it's locked sometimes. Like you can't leave it in certain areas with a single lock. You need two locks. And even then maybe they'll steal your front wheel. It's like this is a an unacceptable level of, of crime in cities. It's like no. you could just have almost any kind of police presence and this wouldn't happen. It's ridiculous, frankly. And it's just yeah. different experience of mine, partly because I don't use my bike as a commute. But the thought that like I couldn't leave my bike alone for like a minute. I know. It, it seems and, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that is a pain. Luckily on my actual commute, I leave it in a room at the office. Like there's a bike room. So yeah. there I don't have to worry. I probably wouldn't have to lock it at all if I didn't want to. I doubt anybody there is going to steal it. But I do just use a single lock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But new bike. And um, if I did anything else regarding the bike well I, I did a long bike trip recently where i like biked to the lake and then up the lake trail and it's just amazing how fast when it's dead flat here like i did a 20 mile ride in a little over an hour and it's like you can just go infinitely basically on a bike especially if you ride a lot and you don't get sore from it which is kind of nice right right yeah and and as a comparison to the longest rides i've done on the mountain biking trails i will I will get like seven miles in an hour. Oh, really? Part of that is yeah. my cautiousness and my newness still to riding. Like when you're when you're going through loops that you haven't seen before, it's like you don't take bends as fast as yeah. you could because you're like, I don't know what's around this corner. Like it could be yeah. something something scary. Uh, but um, I know some yeah, I know some people who ride the trails. They try to their goal is to always finish under an hour, do all twelve miles. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not quite there yet. But yeah. I get what you're saying because there's a, a really nice flat bike path um, at a different park that we've gone to that is a big loop. And how much further I can get in uh, an hour there is just crazy compared to what it's like when I'm on the trails. Yeah, it's like when it's flat, you can just go for 
Yeah, and you never really get tired. Yeah, mm-hmm. one thing I'd really like to do before the end of the summer is, uh, I'm, I forget if I mentioned this to you, but I, I have a friend who says that he has biked all the way from the Chicago Trail into Indiana. There's a brewery in the north of Indiana. Um, and then like got a hotel for a night and then biked back. And that would be really cool, I feel like. It's wow. like 40 miles or something, which is not that it's bad. It's not that A couple bad. hours. No. Yeah. So, you just have to have the endurance yeah. for it, especially in the saddle, yeah. like for sure. That's the thing. You got to ride a bike a lot so you're not yeah. crazy sore. Yeah. Have you looked at getting a bib? Are you from, do a you bib? know what that is? Yeah. No. So I don't know why it's called a bib, but it's like the riding shorts. It's like biking shorts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. sometimes it's it's both. It's like a shorts and an upper part that goes around your shoulders, as like one like a singlet, I guess you describe yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's only a matter it, of time until I'm just wearing an incredibly tight biker suit with neon colors <laughs> and giant goggles. That's really the end goal of this whole adventure. I'm looking forward to that. Especially <laughs> on my way to work every day. Yes, yes. Uh, well, I only bring it up because, like, if you're contemplating uh, an 80-mile trip, like, there and back. Yeah, that might be helpful. You would yeah. consider, I think at that point, it's like, yeah, you should think about getting a bib. And yeah. you probably can still start on like the medium to low end scale. Cause like I looked into it cause some mountain bikers wear them too for long rides. It's just nice to have the extra cushioning, I guess, if you're going to yeah. be in the saddle all day. I may look at that. Yeah. And I did. Oh, sorry. Well, what I was going to say is they can get, uh, just like with anything with bikes get insanely yeah. expensive, which was, like, I was surprised su- me. Sorry. I keep, we keep no. talking over each other. Uh, I was surprised at, uh, how, able i was to do a really long ride when i went to cincinnati a couple months ago just from commuting every day it's like i only bike a mile and a half every day Mm -hmm. well each way but that alone i feel like it's just so much more than not biking at all like every day doing that and then i did like a what did i do in cincinnati like 60 miles or something and i was i was pretty much okay i was kind of sore by the end but i was mostly okay and I, i thought well that's good to know that i like could push it if i needed to that's a pretty long trip like and, yeah, you did like it, an, and you did it without extra equipment, right? You just rode the bike without yeah. any special, you know, gloves or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not a path. It's not so bad. And like I said, a little sore by the end, but by and large, I was okay. I was going to do it when I went back to Cincinnati a few weeks ago, and then my bike got stolen like four days before. Mm. So that that really... Uh, is that the Loveland bike trail? Or did yeah. you... Okay. Yeah, that's a nice bike trail. It is really nice. Yeah, I went up... Um, what was the place I got to? I recognize the name. It was it was way past Loveland, but I forget what it was. Yeah, I just started from like the uh forget. I forget. I, I don't remember my names of places in Cincinnati well enough anymore. But mm. yeah, that was pretty fun. Cool. Okay. Uh well, I feel like, you know, now that uh, I consulted you a lot on a desk, I think I should I should give some desk updates. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's yeah. <laughs> Spent a lot of time on the desk. Yeah, you did. So I, you I did. have ordered a desk. I think we now have the same one. The the Bamboo Uplift V2 nice. with a curve in it. Does yours have the curve or no? No curve. The no model curve. that I okay. got at the time, they didn't have the curve, so I sacrificed. And in retrospect, I should have went smaller on the desk and gotten the curve. And instead, I oh, went really? larger on the desk without, with no curve. So live and learn. The curve... Meh, doesn't matter. I, I feel I would not really care if I didn't have it. I suppose it's a little bit distinctive, but it really doesn't matter much. Um, the size, I was fortunate that my old desk is exactly the size of this this desk. Mm-hmm. So I was able to know what I wanted. So I figured that I knew that that size was perfect. It was exactly the amount of space I wanted. So I just went with the same thing. 
But it, yeah, it's a sit-stand desk for anybody who doesn't know this. This is the wire cutter's recommended standing desk. So of course, of course, that's what we buy. Yeah. Um, it has four presets, which is more presets than I can imagine using. I don't know why I would need four. I really use two. Um, but it is great. It, it comes with a standing mat that I was hyper skeptical of. And I right now I'm standing on it barefoot and it makes me stand way more often. Like the barefoot standing is just really comfortable on this mat. I love it. Yeah, I didn't get the standing mat and regret it. And I've like looked and almost oh, pulled the trigger. Oh, sure good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, it is so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also have the surfboardy looking thing. Yep. That I have that too. Stand on. That I don't use. I mean, I used it a little, but very little. Yeah, me too. That's that's yeah. what I regret because I got the surfboard, uh, and yes, that's exactly I've used it a few times, and I just think the mat's a better overall yeah. like accessory compared to this. Well, the surfboard, I feel like so for anybody who wouldn't know what this is, which should be pretty much everybody in the world, it's a <laughs> it's a flat piece of wood that has like a half a sphere on the yes. bottom, like a dome. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that goes on the floor. So then you're balancing on this dome, but on top of it on a piece of wood. So you can lean in all kinds of directions. And I actually find it is good. It does like kind of force you to engage your core a little bit, but it is, it takes more out of you than you think. Like mm-hmm. 30 minutes in, you're like, I kind of want to sit down. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. Like I'm kind of, a small portion of my brain is spent concentrating on keeping my balance at all times. Right. I think it's really is something you should like just use for 20 minutes a day. And that's like all that really, probably is the way. maybe twice yeah. a day for 15 minutes or something. And then like the standing yeah. mats, really the, the goat, like what you're using most of the time when you're standing. Yeah. Yeah. So the standing mat has been great. The sitting, I haven't quite figured out because I don't know. It's like, I, I, I've always struggled with this thing where I am really particular about the angle at which my keyboard goes. It must be below my elbows, but I also want my monitor to be high. And that means it, it just makes for difficulty arranging things, especially if you have a long torso. But if you lower the desk enough that the keyboard is at the right place, it like hits my legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know how to solve that yet. So the sitting actually, I, I have not totally figured out my preferred way to do that. That still takes some exploring, but the standing has been fantastic. And I probably do stand more than half the time. Certainly at the beginning, I was standing most of the time, mm-hmm. which I never expected. So it's been great. Yeah. Um, but along with that, I have like really gotten serious about arranging the desk properly, like the way I want it. So I also bought a monitor arm and I bought the extra tall monitor arm because I'm tired of monitor arms that don't work, that don't get the monitor high enough. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like the monitor arms I have in my office and most monitor arms I encounter in the wild are for people about three and a half feet tall. It's like this moves (laughs) the monitor up one inch and the the flexibility is only four inches total. You can only go up and down four inches. It's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. So I got the one that's meant for people who are like six, seven. And it's great. It's exactly the right height for me. And I'm not six, seven. I don't know what the deal with monitor arms is that the sizing is so weird, but it's perfect. And it also means I can swivel and it takes up way less room on the desk. As we've talked about getting like a real mount. Yeah, it takes up way less room. Yes, it desk. does. It does. It opens up the yeah. desk so much, and that's yeah. what I didn't account for when I went with the large desk, because I got monitor arms when I got the oh, large desk too. Yeah, and now yeah. it's like I don't really need as much desk as I thought I did because with the monitor yep. arms it just opens up everything on it for me anyway. So, yeah, I think we got we have different monitor arms. Uh, I'm satisfied with mine. They're okay. Uh, but the part that was trickier than I thought was getting them situated exactly how I'd want to. Does yours have a tension spring at all? 
system? No, I don't think so, no. So the way that mine works is, and it was wire cut recommended, so, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, I guess. Uh, they're not bad, really, but they, they have these, like, tension springs in them, so you have to situate the monitor how you want it, and then you got to tighten up the uh, tension so oh. that it holds properly. But then the the problem is if you want to move your monitor at all, sometimes it can be difficult to do it because of the tension. Yes. Um, and it's kind of a pain to like reach back there and like mess with it. So that's like my... my Mine is like that complaint. too, but I will say it's not quite strong enough to resist me moving it around. So I, I do sometimes just just grab it and move mm-hmm. it it's like it's it's not easy to move around because i think the only way it would be is if there were a counterweight exactly the same weight as your monitor mm-hmm. you know like it need that that's the only way you could balance it or a spring that has exactly the same weight as your monitor but if they sell you a standard arm they don't know how, how heavy the monitor right. is yeah so, so you do need to tighten things up but yeah mostly that's been fine for me so i see you made a note here for a thunderbolt talk i'm curious did you find one or are you just gonna yes. complain about them I was thinking about complaining about them, but I did. I did make up my mind. Uh, so many things. I, where to begin? I did so much research, and then just ended up on the one that everybody gets. Which one did you get? The Cal Digit. The Cal Digit. Yeah. How did I know? Yes, of course. <laughs> it is the one everyone gets. But okay, so here's let me. Let me explain my thinking. So I have a personal laptop, a work laptop, and a Mac Mini, and also a desktop PC. So that, that's four computers right there. So. My um, Logitech keyboard and mouse, and I believe we have the same one, allow you to pair to three devices. But now I have more than three devices. I have four devices. (laughs) So (laughs) that option is no longer available to me to just use it that way. So what I thought was, what if I could pair the um, keyboard and mouse to the dock instead of to the computer and Mm -hmm. then hook the dock up to different computers at different times okay so far reasonable and i also thought i would like a dock so that not only would the keyboard and mouse be in there but also my my nice mic and my headphones and my monitor all run through the dock and then i just reconnect the dock to different things so then there's one cable and that connects whatever device i want to use to everything it needs including power immediately some road bumps so uh, the Mac Mini cannot accept power over Thunderbolt. It needs a discrete power cord. It is just not built to do that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, one extra cord already. Um, another, my desktop PC has USB-C but does not have Thunderbolt. So it cannot do that. Oh. <laughs> it seemed like that would be elegant, but no. So it needs a separate HDMI into the monitor. So where I settled was, okay, <laughs> there's an HDMI cable that goes from my desktop PC into the monitor. And my keyboard is separately paired to the uh, desktop PC because it can't get anything through the dock. So everything needs to have uh, a separate connection to the desktop PC. Mm -hmm. But then for everything else, I just move the USB-C cable or the, uh, excuse me, how dare I say that? (laughs) The Thunderbolt cable, how could I be so foolish, between the Mac Mini and the work laptop and the personal laptop. And that changes who gets the mouse and the keyboard and the monitor, which is great. New limitation, though. I can't do that with two monitors because the Mac Mini K2 
can run two monitors, but not two over Thunderbolt. Only one over Thunderbolt and one through a separate HDMI or display port. Oh. So while I'd love to get a second monitor in this setup, I would need a separate cable from the Mac Mini to the second monitor. And then I would need to flip the channel of the monitor to say, like, accept the input from yes. this or this. Yes. So it's not so elegant. Other problem, man, this has just been, it's just like, imagine a regular person doing this. Like, I am <laughs> so deep in electronics and I am losing my mind over this. Yep. It's like, what if you bought a USB-C cable? Literally none of this would work. Like, it's just so complicated. New problem, randomly the keyboard and mouse would stop working in a way that they did not with all the devices before mm -hmm. when they were just individually paired. There were times when you'd have to repair them. But now it'll be like for a second or two, they just don't respond. And sometimes longer. Sometimes it'll be like four or five seconds. They just don't respond. And you just keep moving the mouse around or, or pressing stuff on the keyboard. And eventually they work. And I was like, is this a bug in the dock? Like, is it just too much stuff running through the Thunderbolt? And I thought that seems unlikely. Like Thunderbolt is supposed to be really, really robust. So then I looked it up and it was, I, because uh, I'm using Logic Unifying Dongle. Because you can't Bluetooth pair to the dock. So I have the dongle that lets you yeah. pair to, mm -hmm. which is more reliable anyway. And it turns out there is a documented issue that if you have a device that transmits radio waves plugged into the Thunderbolt dock, you know what this is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get interference. Yep. Because it's radio waves yeah. that are communicating with the dongle. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> I was like, are you kidding? Well, of course. So now. Of course. Of like, course. It can't be. <laughs> it can't be it can't seamless. Be. Like. Yeah, I, yeah. I hear So now I have a tiny little, it's actually the one Apple sells you, the USB-A to USB-C adapter, which is about three inches long. <laughs> I have that sticking out of the Thunderbolt dock and then the dongle, the Logitech dongle plugged into, into that, that so it's just far enough to not get interfered <laughs> with. And that just sits on my desk. That's funny. So in short, I'm actually happy with it, but man, there are so many things, so many little things. Yeah. So this has been like a struggle that we've shared for a long time. And your experience went about as I would have expected based <laughs> yeah. on all the research I did. Like as I've, and you must, you found the same, like you dig into it and you're like, there's just no single like universal doc solution that's seamless with all my different uh, peripherals and computers. And it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. The one that throws me about the Cal digit, and I'm so curious to know how you're running your setup is I'm looking at it now. And it only has a display port and the Thunderbolt 3 and yes. no HDMI. So good you bring this up, Greg, because it brings another story. Okay, I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as you say, there's no HDMI, so you can't run Thunderbolt in and HDMI out to a monitor. No worries. I, I have H, or I have uh, HDMI to DisplayPort cables and a DisplayPort to Mini DisplayPort cable, and my monitor accepts both HDMI DisplayPort well, and Mini DisplayPort. So first, I took my HDMI to DisplayPort cable and wired it together. So DisplayPort out of the dock and into the monitor. Nothing works. Weird. Seems like that would work. No. Then I tried the DisplayPort to Mini DisplayPort. Also, nothing works. Turns out you have to read the instructions for the dock. There are two kinds of DisplayPort cables. Active and passive, if you have an adapter in them, if there's any kind of adapter at all. And especially with the HDMI to DisplayPort one, I guess this is very common because they, they specifically called it out. They said there are passive DisplayPort to HDMI cables and you cannot use those. You need active HDMI to DisplayPort. So I had to order a cable I had no idea existed, an active DisplayPort to HDMI. I've never heard HDMI. of that. I've never heard uh, of that. Wait, is that even where I ended up? No, I think I just ordered a regular DisplayPort cable because I didn't have DisplayPort to DisplayPort. 
And I think that's where I landed. Yes, that is where I landed. So it's been nuts. I was like, I, I had no idea such a thing could exist. Like they make a passive and active version of the same cable. I knew they did that with some things like digital to analog, but one type of cable could be passive or active. So can you tell me like, Ugh. is HDMI no longer the standard? I, th- I did some reading about that too. Because <laughs> I'm so confused because like, I know that HDMI like 2.1 exists now and that's like the cutting yeah, edge. Like that's what the new consoles have. You have to have a TV that supports that. But then you look at the computer side and it's like all these docks, they support DisplayPort and most yep. of them don't have HDMI. So I don't understand. It is so confusing. Apparently DisplayPort was intended as the computer one. It's I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's lower latency or what, but I think DisplayPort was intended as the monitor cable and HDMI was the TV cable. But because HDMI is so common and people own a bunch of them, it just became like people use that mm-hmm. for monitors as well. But then when you buy very specific power computer peripherals, people give you DisplayPort. But I do think DisplayPort has a couple features that HDMI doesn't. Like it might it might be able to carry more resolution or something. Mm. Um, in HDMI, well, they're both a big mess. But HDMI in particular, it's like you accidentally use an HDMI 2.0 instead of 2.1. Yes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're like at 30 hertz yeah, instead of 60. Exactly. Yep. Oh. And, yeah. you know, for the layperson, they can't yeah, tell the difference. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cause, so I use a dual monitor setup. And one monitor is like a really old monitor that I got from Woot. I think like yeah. years ago, like when I was first in college, I was like my, it was like the first computer monitor. I, I think I purchased like on my own to like set up a desk and it doesn't have display port. It only has HDMI. And then uh, I have, yeah. a, I have a second Dell monitor, which I do think has display port, but I've always used HDMI with it. So like none of the docks fit my needs without, here's where I get to it when I've like done my research and I've revisited you know, this has been a saga now, probably for like three years I've looked at it. And I'll revisit like every, I don't know, once a year or six months or something. And the landscape hasn't improved at all. Is I get to the conclusion that I'd have to replace all of these peripherals. That's where I yeah. end up. Like I would have to get a new monitor, which, you know, I'm not like, I'm not completely opposed to. But then it becomes this, it becomes a, a proposition of like a few hundred dollars to be to like a thousand dollar and i'm like eh, it's not worth it like i'll just keep yeah. using my two you uh uh usbc or thunderbolt adapters that i have so i just have two adapters that have hdmi connections and i plug those yeah. into the side of my laptop and that's what i'm doing uh because it's like i don't this is not a this this it's annoying but it's not a big enough annoyance or problem that warrants a 800 hundred dollar solution so I just I can't get there with it. And, I understand. Yeah. No, the yeah the the ports, man. I was explaining to somebody recently who majored in computer science and works in the same job as us the differences between USB C and Thunderbolt, mm-hmm. and I was like, I am talking to one of the most technical people I know, and, they don't know. and this yeah. is really hard to explain. Yep. yep. I don't know the difference. Like I know there is a difference, but I don't understand why. And. <sighs> I know not every USB-C port is a Thunderbolt port, but every Thunderbolt port is USB-C, right? Yeah, yeah. and meanwhile, you pay six times as much for a Thunderbolt cable, so nobody buys them. They go on Amazon. They're like, oh, that looks the same. They buy the much cheaper mm-hmm. one. But it's like, no, you needed the $70 cable that's only four inches long. <sighs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, okay, and complicating this, another aspect of why I, I was torn about this dock, Thunderbolt 4 is coming out. 
And this is not a Thunderbolt 4 dock. Mm. But people are starting to make Thunderbolt 4 docks. It's the same port. It's again going to be a USB-C profile. Yeah. But it it is... I think it mandates... Um, the protocol mandates that you can daisy chain, which is not true in, Th- in Thunderbolt 3. I might have that totally wrong. I think that's the new feature. Um, so in theory, you could have a bunch of Thunderbolt 4 things connected to each other. And I was like, well, I might as well get the newest one. Like Thunderbolt 3 is actually four years old now. Yeah. Um, five years old. But no, no, the infrastructure does not exist yet. And there's no guarantee the new Apple laptops even support it. So I was like, wow. I'm not really going to wait just for that. I would be surprised. Well, who knows what Apple's going to do with the laptops. I see this here. Anchor has a Thunderbolt 4 dock. I just Googled it once you said, because I didn't even know this was coming out. It delivers 90-watt charging, which is more than any laptop I've seen, maybe besides like a really heavy-duty No, that's a a 15-inch MacBook Pro is in the 90s. I thought it was was like 80. I I think the new ones are, are 95, but I'm not totally certain. And then there's, it can do single 8K, triple 4K, uh, output, which is a lot. That's a that's a crazy amount of bandwidth. That is, yeah. But I think a lot of that is is very similar to Thunderbolt three. I think it can do the same amount of power. Yeah, it can do similar amounts of power, not nearly as much on the video. Oh really? Oh. I don't think. I don't think they could do triple four K. Maybe two four K displays. I could be wrong about this. Um, I think it depends on the hertz. So the the this one has HDMI. Oh my god! <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Oh, I think I might have seen this one, and there was a reason I decided against it. I need to look. It's probably because I think ninety was too low. So this is uh, ninety six watts is what comes is the charger that comes with the sixteen inch MacBook Pro. The CalDigit only does eighty five though. Oh really? Yeah. I think I read that people thought it was okay. Maybe I didn't know what the actual. I think was. you can have a use an, a charger that's. Uh, has is lower wattage. It's just not going to charge as quick. I didn't realize that the charger that came with the laptop was in the 90s, though. I always thought it was around 80. Uh, it may have been on the old 15-inch before they remodeled it. I actually don't know. Uh, look up. I don't know. Let me see what... Let me see, click about my map. Oh, this is... Yeah, this is one of these tiny little weird-looking docks. That might be why I decided against it. I just don't like it. <laughs> it doesn't say... Oh, 2019. Look up the 2019 15-inch. I'm sorry, I'm still staring at this dock. Well, they do have a lot of good stuff on here. It says it does everything. This is the solution. That is, yeah, wow. Hmm. But uh, is is Thunderbolt 4 backwards compatible with a Thunderbolt 3 port? Yeah, I'm pretty certain it is. Though, again, I'd want to do research on that if I had to. Here it is, here it is. So according to this graphic that they've put up on the Amazon page, compatible devices... (laughs) Uh-oh. Compatible devices. Thunderbolt 4 laptops. Which don't exist. Yeah, it's just like a picture, and it says Intel Evo platform, like in parentheses, as if anyone knows what that is. Yeah. <laughs> and then it says non-M-Look M1 MacBooks. So the MacBook Pro and the MacBook Air, non-M1 variants. So it must be backwards compatible. Oh, no, no. Why I don't know how it can say with... that it's non-MacBooks work when it, it says incompatible devices. M1 MacBooks, Thunderbolt 3, or standard USB-C Windows laptops. So I guess it has Thunderbolt 3 Mac laptops work. But if you're a Windows laptop with Thunderbolt 3, it's not going to work. I agree. So this is what happens. 
this it is probably the... works. I would be willing to bet that it's backwards compatible. I, I, I feel pretty confident it'll work. But maybe it's saying you don't get Thunderbolt 4 speeds. But it's just so confusing. Now, here's the, oh. here's the funny thing right here, okay? I was, you know, complaining that all these docks have DisplayPort. This dock has two HDMI 2.0 ports and no. no... Yeah, well, one, that's wrong. It should be 2.1. And there's no DisplayPort on this dock. So why? Yeah. Why can't... SMH. What is going on here? Like I know. It does seem like there should just be one. But apparently it's way harder to build than I realized. Like to get something that can handle all this stuff internally, which is just weird to me. But I, I guess I guess they should just make the dock bigger. I don't, yeah, sure. That's fine. That's with fine me. with me. I don't mind. Yes. Yeah. I'll hide it. <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel. Like if it gets this dock ginormous, is almost I'll just mount small. it under the desk or something. Like yeah. it doesn't look bad either. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to, to set it up if it has to be done. I don't it's get okay. that, man. And this is this is just the kind of thing that's because this it seems like a small detail, but it's not. Like what display yeah. ports I'm using dictates like the direction of the rest of the build. And so yes. if all these docks have different specs. It's so difficult to make a decision on like what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't know what'll be out in two years because nobody's gonna just have the general best stuff on it. It's gonna be trade-offs again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is it is difficult. Uh and I've done so much cable management now that if anything changed in my setup, like Oh yeah. No way. I've been no there. Way. So I did a bunch of cable management and then I moved and then I didn't do any cable oh. management. And oh, like really? I should, because it's like ugly mess. Like I just see all these cables everywhere. But I'm too lazy. Like I, I, my ideal self would do it, and then, yeah. but I always feel like something, something's uh, prevents me from doing so. My laziness, <laughs> I guess, really. I put together the whole desk without realizing that that if you get the what do they call it called like a modesty pocket yes. or something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You're supposed to put that in before you put the desk together. Yeah, you it are. needs to be drilled into the the top mm-hmm. and so now i have that sitting next to me and it's like that would be really helpful but how you gotta I'm flip your desk over. Desk you gotta over flip again. your desk over yeah also i put together the whole desk by myself which you're really not supposed to do yeah. and i like carry it it's on it's unbelievably heavy. heavy the legs are like each like i don't know 50 or 60 pounds yeah. and they're super i heavy. carried it down the the central hallway of my apartment and I hit the wall at one point. I was like trying to be really careful. I like, you know, hoisted on my back and try to carry it. And it was oh so heavy. But I was like trying to be really careful not hitting the wall. And at one point I did. And I was like, oh no, like I've dented the mm. legs. So I got it to where it belonged and I set it down. I looked at the legs, Perfectly basically untouched. Fine, yeah. Looked at my wall, took a giant plaster <laughs> out of the wall. <laughs> the desk is funny. way stronger than anything else in this apartment. Oh yeah. Oh man. And when I had to disassemble it to move, oh, it's an event. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay block out the whole afternoon it's like clear the entire desktop i'm gonna flip it over i gotta reverse engineer like each step and i'm like looking up the instructions to like work my way backwards and like trying to that does sound terrible keep everything as organized as possible then you move it right and it gets moved and then it arrives and it's like gotta you're gonna have to go through it again you reorganize it all it is way more work than i thought to assemble way more and the problem is with this and it's gonna be the same thing here if you get a small enough desk, you can maybe keep it together. And like, if you just don't have too many flights yeah, of stairs, yours is huge but though, mine's yeah. way too big. It has to, it has to be broken down. Otherwise it just can't fit uh, properly. I think at some point I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell this one and get a smaller version. Yeah. Because. Well, you can, um, I just looked at my desk to see how it's assembled. I think you could just get a smaller top, couldn't you? Because the the underside, I think, is adjustable. Yeah, it is. Like You're the, right. That's true. That's why I guess that's what I'm I'm saying is like I will 
get rid of this top in some manner or repurpose yeah. it for something else. Like if I had a uh, like the way I think it could be like a decent worktop, like in a garage of some sort. Yeah. Like between two sawzalls or something. If you don't really care if it gets damaged, like I think it could work for that. Uh, I have the grommet holes. I guess I'd want to figure out a way to fill those if I was using it for that kind of purpose. Oh, yeah, I have the grommets as well. They have been really handy. They help with cable management. But you're right. Let me actually look that up. If I just got the top, probably pretty yeah. affordable. I'm going to. Mary's going to kill me. <laughs> she told me, like, she told me over and over, you know, don't get the biggest one. That's too much. <laughs> lesson learned yeah exactly well it's an awesome desk though for all for all the frustrations of all the peripherals it is really really nice and i look forward to getting a second monitor which is for one thing they're just kind of expensive now because i think people are still adjusting to the work from home life Mm -hmm. they they seem more expensive than usual and i have very particular demands um but i do want to get another one and with the limited footprint of the monitor given the monitor arm mm-hmm. i could definitely fit another one very comfortably but i can't do that until my primary home computer supports two monitors over thunderbolt and the mac mini does not mm-hmm. and so it would just be foolish to do that for now yep that makes sense well i'm glad it's working out i'm glad you're liking it uh i i've i've really enjoyed mine too like Getting the office chair and the improved desk has been a game changer for my home office. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad it's working out. I also got, I forgot to mention, I got like the little shelf things that are like two inches above the desk. They're like they're like little ears almost. Mm. Um, and so I got two of those to put my speakers on and then also my Apple Watch and iPhone charger on one of them. So it like stays off. I'm trying to keep everything off the surface. It's not perfect, but mostly it actually does keep the desk surface clean, which mm-hmm. feels really nice. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a mouse pad or you... no, but I need to get one. I have like this really large one, like a, I guess a gaming style. Like it's like four foot, maybe not quite. That's <laughs> like two foot. It's really big. Yeah. And like my keyboard sits on top of it. And so does my mouse. I kind of like it. I think I might've gone, I might go would if I did it again, I think I would just get an extra large mouse pad. That's probably what I would do. Yeah. The, so I've never used a mouse pad, and the mouse works perfectly fine without it. Uh, but what I don't like is if I get anything on the underside of the mouse, any like tiny mm. little bits of debris, I can feel it scratching the desk yes, surface yes. until I clean it off, and I don't like that. I agree. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, that's the desk. I think that covers everything. That has it has so greatly affected my life recently. It made me work from home a lot more after I was going into the office a lot because it's so nice to be here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think you're going to get to a place, too, where you're like, uh really you're gonna be unhappy with uh any other desk situation oh i i already i'm already there yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right should we do one more topic what do you want to do sure one more uh whatever you want you have two bolds so whichever um well the one will probably still be going next time but the the other is already over so i i joined a basketball group and i think i might have mentioned this when we started recording last time Mm mm-hmm um but now that that league is over so i for background have never ever played organized basketball i guess i played in a co-ed league once in college but i was so lost in how organized basketball works that one time i took a, a workshop on how to referee like i was signing up to be a referee in college and they were they were explaining what needs to be done to people who had played basketball before and they were like okay so first you like say the teams 
you, like you, you stand in the middle when you're about to do the jump ball and you like say the teams and you look at them and then you throw the ball up and they hit a bag and whatever. And I like, and they were like, okay, now everybody go. And I was the first one up and I, I like stood there and I was like, teams like i didn't know what i didn't know you're supposed to say like the home team away or whatever oh. i just had no clues of like what actually happens in actual basketball which is funny because i've played a ton of basketball but i'm just such a total novice of how organized mm-hmm. basketball is supposed to work no idea at all never ever played at any point got all the way to college so i had this friend and sorry to repeat this greg i'll try to go through it fast because i know i told you last time but i i had this friend who I knew from college, and he wasn't very good at basketball. He was probably a little worse than me. And he texted me, maybe, say, three or four months ago, and asked if I would be down to join his basketball team because they needed a couple extra people. And I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, this guy's not any good, so it'll be fine. (laughs) And I got there, and that guy is the shortest and worst player on the team. And I am the second shortest and second worst. (laughs) I have large margin. And I was just very, very annoyed. So everyone is giant and everyone is really good. Uh, and it was just brutal. So we played, I don't know, seven games. The only advantage I had was stamina. I was just the guy who ran constantly and was always everywhere, but it contributed almost nothing. I did have a game where I made two threes. That was definitely a career, uh, career crowning achievement. Nice. Um, and I stole an inbounds pass, which was so fun. But other than that, <laughs> you just gotta cling on to those moments. You just <laughs> I know. It's like I just I just have to annoy the other team by just being more in shape than them and having no actual skills. Hey I man, just swarm high time. energy. It helps. Yeah. It helps a lot. <laughs> so we we lost in the first round of the playoffs. Although we actually almost won, um, which was kind of a miracle. But thank goodness that is over. I I just could not get over how many things I it got a lot easier by the end the game slowed down but especially at the beginning like getting we played a zone defense and it was like this is so different like who plays where in the zone and then when you're hustling back on defense it's like you have to fill whichever spot in the zone is open instead of going back to where you belong and there's so many things like that and on a jump ball like when you're playing man how do you decide who to guard there's so many things I just never considered about actual basketball do you think you'd do like a league again but maybe like a less intense rec league oh i would love to if i could get a less intense one yeah okay okay yeah. i didn't know if you were soured on the whole concept or if it was no just like it, it was super group. fun yeah i actually came to like it by the end like i'm complaining about it but by the end i did like it and i liked my team a lot it's too far away for me to go back and play with them again even if i wanted to like mm-hmm. it was just across the whole city but if i could find something i would love to do it mm-hmm. but yeah it was it was quite a season i think i took way more threes than twos i probably took like 10 threes and seven games and maybe <laughs> like three twos or something mm-hmm. i shot zero free throws for the entirety oh of the you season. didn't you didn't collect those fouls i did not <laughs> i did not get fouled at all how many i did have a couple times assists, how I many like, rebounds <laughs> <laughs> i think i think i had two assists both of which were um what do they call those flaming bags where you're like just trying to get rid of the ball because it's about to get stolen <laughs> and you just like whip it at somebody and they happen to make a shot hey it counts oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was it was uh it was an enlightening experience. But anyway, thankfully that's that's over now. Well, maybe you'll find another league uh in the spring or I guess you know, I don't I don't know how the rec schedule lines up with like is it fall Yeah, it's the... pretty continuous. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So then you could find one in the fall. Like you yeah, know, basketball's maybe. right around the corner. Yeah. I've been playing uh in a in a volleyball uh team with some work friends. Man, we're bad. We're real bad. Yeah. But it's one of those awkward situations where the, the problem is it's not like a lot of us are just not very good, but we're fine. And then a couple people are decent. 
But then there's like three people on this team of like 15 who are like literally making contact with the ball is a huge success. It's like that is a surprise. Mm-hmm. They like they actually touch the ball. That's exciting. And so that means that even if we played a decent point, if the ball just gets within 10 feet of them, you know, the point's Which over. Is, so, you know, volleyball court's yeah. not that large. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that leads to a lot of awkwardness of, like, some people want to, like, keep, not, like, too aggressively, but some people want to, like, jump in and rescue the ball when it's going towards those people, mm-hmm. but that also leads to more bad decisions. And so it's just, That's it's funny. pretty absurd. That's we funny. haven't won a game yet. You play best two out of three, but we haven't even won a game yet. Mm, so you're getting swept every night. That you can't. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> That's tough. That's hard. So that's my sports life. Well, you know, the mountain biking trails, they're not as rough. You set your own pace. <laughs> yeah. It's a solo event. You know, you're competing against yourself. Well, actually, I did uh, see on television randomly that there are actual mountain biking competitions, which I'm not surprised oh, exists, cool. but I didn't yeah. even realize. They do timed. It's like skiing, like, I guess, alpine skiing. It's like you're trying to get down the mountain as fast as uh, possible. So that's like the whole oh, that is cool. idea. But it's terrifying. They're going down like these massive, yeah, massive mountains with huge. Yeah, exactly. And so I'll never be that level. Like I'm I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool if it takes me like hours to complete what some people do in a short period of time. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Well, speaking of, of uh, individual sports, I, I did sign up for a 5K. I signed up for it a few months ago, but it's finally coming up a week from today. Uh, and that has been kind of nice where it's like, okay, like this is solely in my control. I, I, and I actually like could be okay at this. It doesn't rely on me having grown up playing basketball. It's like <laughs> I can, if I just run a lot and yeah, so we'll see. I haven't done a 5k and I think I haven't done a 5k since college actually. So mm. that'll be, I don't know if fun is exactly the right word, but nice to have something competitive that, that I can actually do okay at. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. You, it's hard to until you're experiencing it, it's hard to understand how much uh, background knowledge and just experience know, you're missing yeah. out on, on certain team sports when you ha- didn't play in your adolescence. I totally get that. Yeah. Like I would be lost on a basketball court for organized basketball as well, even though I watch the game and I've played. It seems so simple. Yeah. You get out there and then you're like, Oh wait, Oh wait. There's like <laughs> just tons like, of little basic yeah. stuff too, like basic little plays or actions that people just, when yeah. you've played organized basketball, it's like you had to learn these fundamentals and it's like, yeah. I don't know what you're taught. Like, I'll just be in the wrong spot at all the, t- all the time. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. One thing like that, that that totally bit me was I I set a lot of screens in that basketball league because nobody did. And it's like, we really should be using screens. And I think I actually did okay there. And sometimes I would roll and sometimes I would pop. But um, one time I rolled and the guy hit me with a really mm. nice pass on the roll. And I like caught the ball and then paused and turned around slowly, and then I was like, "Oh no, somebody's coming over!" And then I put up the shot, and it just got Slide slapped out of bounds. Yeah. It's like you just you just gotta catch and immediately put it immediately. That kind of like instant decision making is just foreign if you don't play those sports. Yeah. I think growing up, I mean, it's, it's just really something tough. you gotta hit like tons and tons of reps on. It's like you need to yeah. practice your rolls, get getting the pass, and and going up for the layup. Immediately. Yeah, immediately yeah. it becomes muscle memory. You can't be it can't be like the you know first time you're doing this in the game you can't think about it it just has to be second nature um but no i get that a lot and you know it's funny you say that i recall too when we played pickup a lot people just don't set screens for some reason in like rec league or like pickup style it's dumb it's really don't get it it's like the foundation of modern basketball i mean basketball in general but especially now like you create space and you run the pick and roll but no one wants to do it. Or people even get I upset find, with me yeah. sometimes. They're like, quit sending picks for me. 
And I'm like, well, what <laughs> are you like, going to no, do then? Sorry. Like, <laughs> I guess they want off ball yeah. screen. They want me to go set a pick for someone else, I suppose. I don't know. Eh. I, yeah, if everybody can shoot, maybe. When we, when we play with the work group I play basketball with, I also get frustrated because I set tons of screens. And then when I get the ball, every once in a while, it's like I have a – I, I, it's like, okay, I, I might have an advantage here. It's like, somebody please give me a screen. Mm. No one runs up and I don't want to be like, run over here yes. a screen for me in this three on three game, but I want a screen. I get it. I totally, I'm like that too. I like the on ball. I mean, what do I know? But like, I just feels like a really, uh, productive play to run. Yeah. So, it and if it doesn't work, it's what, like, it, what's the harm? Like why, why, yeah, all, and exactly, why won't yeah. anyone set screens? I don't get it. And we're not getting anything else. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, Anything else we need to hit for today? I think we're good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go prep my bike, hit the trail. Nice. I'm gonna go squeeze in some gym time before it closes. Cool. Okay. Okay.